Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We're back in an urban area, out of the woods, and back in Los Angeles luxury. Yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. It was, in fact, when one of the children punched and kicked Mayor Cutie. Yeah. Can you believe it? Look at old Cutie here. If you can't, if you're just listening as a podcast, just imagine a very cute dog. Her paws slightly dappled with uh, ferrosamide <laughs> heart medication. <laughs> Just a just a sprinkling. She has like fluorescent green like splatters all over her arms. Poor old gal. She's get going through heart failure and she's got to deal with like a four year old gremlin. Undercutting her. Socking her in the face and kicking her <laughs> off of a of a couch. It, I, I, by the way, let me. When just... I walked in and I heard that the kid did that, I was just like, you know what? She's she's on her deathbed. I owe it to her. Let's get out of here. Let me just say, Natasha, as your partner. That was a moment where, you know, like that moment where you rob the bank and shoot the security officer and you tell your lover in the movie and she's like, let's get out of town. And you're like, I married the right woman. That's how I felt in that moment. When you looked at me and you were just, it was like the space between cutie being, cutie being assaulted and us <laughs> beginning to pack up the truck was like 22 minutes. And Natasha was like, we're leaving. And I just felt like... You know what? That kind of decisiveness, it, I felt like partnership with you. Oh, thank you. That's a really nice compliment because it kind of surprised me. Oh, how how decisive you were? Yeah. Because well, I, I feel like I'm a very tolerant person. Well, who could tolerate such a thing? Who could tolerate poor the mayor herself who has an IMD? This is not a regular dog. This is a dog with an IMDB page. I know. So this is a dog that's been on television. And as you know, as our listeners know, people that have been on television have a slightly... I don't want to say elevated value in the world, but they deserve the vaccine before others. Does that make sense? Yes. What's, when are we going to get that vaccine? I'm trying to get pumped full of vax. I'm trying to get blasted. I just want to get filled with vaccine. I just want to get all every hole filled. Maybe by June. I hope so. I'm trying to get out there and go back to raves. The Burning Man community is having a big... Uh, a big debate right now because Burning Man emailed everybody and was like, if we did do an event, would you go? Can you imagine a, co a less COVID safe? I guess no, it's, it's outdoors. largely outdoors, but then they all get into these like sweaty domes where they're dancing and gyrating and fucking and sharing, sharing spliffs. All these Americans smoking spliffs because they think it makes them seem more British. You know? Remember the orgy dome? I don't remember it. I remember walking by it and nudging you and you shaking your head no. <laughs> it's as much of a memory of it as I have. Well, I'm excited to check in with people. It actually is something that makes me feel happy, like talking to other people. Yeah. You mean doing the podcast? Yeah, because I feel like, you know how it's really fun to go through your day and have synchronicity and things happen to you and you just have this like you know, interesting day. Well, we're not going anywhere. I, so, I'm having very interesting days. You are? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Doing what? Today, I, I illegally torrented um, the 1994 uh, miniseries of The Stand by Stephen King. The, yesterday, I watched, I rewatched for the third time um, the, the first season of 
Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And um, and then later that evening, I watched Captain America, First Avenger. So, yeah, no, I got a lot. There's a lot going. Do you want to talk more about that? I guess I'm talking about more like tactile experiences, not things you've watched. No, I hear you. It Interactions. Is, things have definitely gotten more boring. And then I'm watching all my friends, not all my friends, but my friends who are still touring. And I'm just like, damn, I'm, I'm simultaneously jealous and baffled. Like, I can't imagine what that feels like to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to get on stage and see what happens. It's all good. Hopefully none of the seniors in the front row get a pneumonia case of COVID. I, Wait, the comedy clubs are open? Some of them are, yeah. In Arizona, in Texas, all the places where they're like a, adopting a, a, a blindfold approach to the virus. People are straight up doing comedy again. Hmm, I did not know that. When do you think we will get back on stage? I know we have a gig in Denver scheduled for September. Do you think that that will happen? Where? Den- Den- Denver. We, well, if we drove there, maybe. Outdoors? No, it's indoors. Uh, probably not. Well, let me ask you this, listeners. If we did a live stream event of this very podcast, would that you... That would be fun. Would you like to attend if we made maybe a very special episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast where Natasha and I live streamed the event? We had some extras, some bells and whistles, and allowed you to tune in to the process live would well, maybe like we could. Come? Could we talk to people who are like in the waiting room or in the audience? Yeah, people could. It would be real time interaction with couples. We could do a. We could do a speed. Oh, advice. so everybody could watch. Like, if we wanted to roast somebody, yeah, we everyone who people. is. Oh, that'd be fun. We could do speed advice. We could do couple roasting. It could be a lot of fun. Uh, I think we'll do it. Let's just do it, Natasha. We have not. We don't have a date yet, but we're gonna do it. Okay, I, I, that sounds fun. You know what else sounds fun to me? What? Maybe doing a call. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, and let me say one more thing before we begin this sh- this show. Um, to our listeners who have not yet called in, uh, that don't uh, are afraid to call in, call in. Give us your advice needs. We would love to talk to you. I mean, but don't make up a problem. No, there has been a couple of those, which is just like a long stammering. I'm just a fan. It's like, hey, listen, I'll give you my phone number. You can call me direct. You don't know how many DMs I get, by the way, Natasha, that say I'm a fan of yours, not Natasha's. It's constant. <laughs> it's crazy. Do you get similar ones? or I delete any any comments on my Instagram posts that say that you're like not attractive. I delete. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why would you mention things? That say you're not attracted. You know that you're not attracted. Yeah, I, I didn't. Who knew? Because I don't want your feelings to get hurt looking at my Instagram page. Is that a lot? No. I'm just Why saying. Why do you pause? If I see one, I'll you delete paused. it. I get a lot of those. I get, I'm serious. I get Natasha, wow, uh, dog alert. I get <laughs> Natasha, hey, whoa. Uh, hey, hey, Moshe, I didn't know that you worked at the pound. Is that where you got that dog from? I get uh, woof, woof, somebody's a dog lover. I get um I get all kinds of stuff like that. Uh I do constantly and I delete them as well. I just didn't remember it until you mentioned it. But I also do the same thing. Same thing. All right, well, can we take a call? Yeah, but wait, how many of these comments are you getting? Not that many. I'm an attractive man. I like the way I no, look. No, I just don't want you to get in your head about like some stupid comment. I mean, people are just the, the internet the internet commenter, I would say <laughs> sort of 
vacillates between the most clever person you've ever met because i see some comments i'm like damn this person's good you should that person should make a career in comedy and then just like the most troglodytean like cave dwelling <laughs> sucking on a salamander for sustenance <laughs> just like moron who didn't get any jokes just like scraping <laughs> scraping contextless <laughs> jokes off of the ground and going, I may no understand. I, it's hard to take it seriously. Why are they sucking on a salamander? Because they like, they're like Gollum. You know, they live in a cave and they don't have any food. So they like eat a salamander. They're like, they put the whole, like they put the salamander in their mouth by the tail and then they put the teeth into the tail and then they pull it off. So it's just a skeleton. But haven't you, have you, a skeleton. have you ever, sometimes I go to Ivanka's page and I look at everyone who says mean comments to her and it's kind of funny. To you because you don't like Ivanka or yeah, the just, way they're saying it's it? It's just funny to roast, you know, someone. Well, and it's funny to see it publicly. Well, is it is. So maybe people think that when they're roasting you, people are enjoying well, it. Well, we've all had the experience. Haven't you had the experience where somebody's like trolling you and trolling you and trolling you? And then you're like, you know, fuck off or I'm gonna, some version of I'm going to block you. And then they're going, dude, I'm a big fan. Right. Have you ever had that? I don't. I, I don't. I don't, you don't respond. engage. When I used to engage with trolls more, that's very common. You go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and at the end, they're like, "Hey, man, I'm a fan." It's like, what? This is how you express your fandom? Is just by saying something mean, trying to get some attention? What's behind that? Attention seeking. People are bored and lonely and and isolated, and they just want to. They now have an ability to reach out to literally every person. Like I could, I could find a way to get Brad Pitt to to read something mean about him if i really want i don't think he's on social media but you know what i'm saying any celebrity if i went into their comments and said enough comments eventually i would know army hammer knows that i said you like chewing on uh, on human skin <laughs> eventually he'd get there and be like what the fuck why is he saying that that's a crazy level of ability to touch what do you think of this army hammer stuff um well i had a thought about it do you think that he could still get pussy being a cannibal? He's like, do you think girls will still like kind of fuck him, or you think he's like not even get uh, any groupies? Well, they, okay, let's take out the part where he's being accused of being a um, uh, a an abu an abuser to the women that he's in a relationship with, because mm -hmm. that 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 is a comp. That's a whole other situation. That's all that kind of stuff is unforgivable. Right. The the, the cannibal fantasy stuff itself. It was like the most interesting thing I've ever heard about Army Hammer. I was kind of like, oh, I didn't know he was cool. Like, <laughs> like it's not, he's not actually a cannibal. He doesn't eat humans. No. He's got like a fantasy life where that's no, part of the fantasy. I think you need to go into a deep dive, honey. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, because what would I learn? You would learn that there's like threats involved and it's, it's fear-based. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying... I'm trying to discuss this. Maybe this Predator, is predatory. Predatory. Okay. Maybe th maybe this this conversation can't be had by taking out the part where he was a, uh, uh, was being uh, is being accused of being abusive. A, maybe that's impossible. You just all think I mean he's is, square and you like goth stuff. <laughs> no, all I mean is all of this like sh pearl clutching about a person who has DMs where he's like, oh, you know, doing some kind of deep freak role play like just beyond my certainly beyond what i find sexually oh that could arousing. be role play yeah he's not actually a human eating human being <laughs> i don't think i mean if that now if that comes out that's even worse than being an abuser 
Oh, so it's not like he's will one day be Hannibal Lecter. It's that he's he thinks it's hot and horny. To, to, his fantasy world is like, yeah, I'm a big bad cannibal. I'm gonna eat you up. I'll eat your skin. I'll drink your blood. I mean, I know people like that. You who, do? Sure. Have yeah. you ever had sex with someone like that? Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever told this story on this podcast. It was, I, I feel like I must have because it's it's one of my better stories. But um, I know you love my stories too. But um. This girl I was with early on in uh, in my move to Los Angeles, she was really hardcore, and she was like a, a, a like Hollywood Boulevard like punk, you know, big hair and safety pin through Did her. Did she want to eat your skin? She wanted me to put a cigarette out on her while we had sex. Like, but that's real. That is real. Yeah, so that's different. This is like someone saying they're going to like yeah, bite okay, you. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I knew another girl. This that uh, I, I knew another girl who we had we hooked up once, and it was kind of mediocre, the the sex. And she came back to me a little while later and was like, "Sorry, I wasn't that into it. The truth is, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, the only way I can really get like hot and horny is doing brother sister role play." She told you that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not my thing, but I'm like, is it, I I just know that people, you know, you can't really judge people, what turns people on because what turns people on is so many, I mean, unless it's action in terms of like but fantasy. But also you should, go, like I said, you should do a deep dive. Right. Because there also seems like there's some pedo action. Well, that I feel like you can judge. Yeah. I just feel like this whole thing, like I'm a cannibal. I want to eat your skin. It doesn't feel like <laughs> it's not literal. It doesn't feel literal. It feels like a weird power play thing. But again, I don't know the full story and I'm sure he's a bad person. Allegedly. I don't know anything. What do I know? All I know is that the man from a baking soda fortune became a movie star <laughs> and got canceled because he wanted to eat human beings, which is quite a tale. <laughs> okay, let's take a call. Baking soda fortune. It's true. I know. How the fuck, by the way, how did the Arm and Hammer Company name their kid Army? It's just like, that's like the Coca Cola family calling their kid like, like, Cokey? a cola or Cokey. It's just like, why would you do, can you make Cokey Cola? Well, maybe that's the family name. Army? Armand. And then Army is short for Armand. And, oh, so there So he's been, like Armand Jr. Jr. There's been a long line of Armands, and then Armand, the original Armand was like, I'll call my company Arm and Hammer. Right, and the original Armand in the 20s probably was called Army by his blokes. So it was never Arm and Hammer. It was a play on the name Army Hammer. Armand Hammer. This is funny that we're pontificating on this when it's definitely Googleable. We could just <laughs> find out if this is true. We're like, what if? Um, well, honey, can we please take a call? Because these people are on the East Coast. Let's do it. We are now going to call Alex and Jeremy in Baltimore. Alex, Jeremy. Yes. Hi. How are you guys? How's Baltimore? Is it exactly like The Wire? Um, yes. Amazing. Does John Waters have like a cool Victorian house you can walk by and be like, there's John Waters' house? Well, I have no idea where he lives, but I know that he and my mother are on the same uh, shopping schedule at Whole Foods. So. <laughs> There's something so sad about John Waters pushing a shopping cart through a Whole Foods. <laughs> What's a shopping schedule? Like she always sees him there. Oh, I see. I th I thought you meant they like signed up. Is this is this in COVID? Oh, this was pre-COVID. Oh, okay. I, I don't know what it is anymore. He's he like the same age as your mother. Yeah, they, so they probably are both at the like senior hours now. But. 
<laughs> I guarantee John Waters is using Instacart. Um, <laughs> guys, what's uh, we lost uh, the ability to see them, Laura. Sorry. Hold on. One Hold second. on one sec. Oh, there you go. Hi. Okay. So, how can we help? What's going on? Okay. Um, so we have a problem that you guys seem uniquely well suited to help us with. Got it. Um, You're looking for tips on how to be multi-orgasmic. <laughs> um, listen, <laughs> Jeremy. That's not an issue we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, go yeah. ahead. Sorry, Moshe's rude. <laughs> Um, so we have two kids under four. Um, one is a newborn actually. Uh, this is like the first time I've worn makeup in months. Um, you look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Um, but, uh, so ever since we started dating, um, Jeremy has mentioned that he really wants to go to burning man, like the big burn in the desert. Um, he's taken me to some of the smaller regional burns and I went in super skeptical um have like a mixed reaction to them but like ultimately had a pretty good time um but I think that the idea of going to Burning Man when you have a little kid is kind of nuts um and you know when we talk about this with friends of ours who also go to Burns they say oh just bring your kids which seems like the worst idea I ever heard um so I wonder kind of how you guys have dealt with this because i know moshe you've mentioned your love of of burning man well you what you're about to experience guys is uh what i would call a classic legero casher split and the responses to this quandary are going to be very different uh i'm gonna have a i have a very different opinion than natasha so natasha why don't you go first um well if burning man ever comes back in maybe th- two years, I would say if my kid was five and I had the right infrastructure and it was like for, actually, I, I don't know. I don't know. But definitely like wait till five, I think. Well, I was thinking just the other- Oh, because sometimes the heat is really bad. So it's like they can't- For the record, I did not propose bringing the children <laughs> to Burning Man. That was not the argument. It's me going. Yeah. Oh, you going with- Oh, I see. Oh, let him go. Oh, you want to go without... You're wondering whether he can go without you. Well, because, like, I have this image of, like, trying to explain to my three-year-old, like, well, daddy has to go, you know, be in the desert uh, with a bunch of naked people for eight days, and it's very important to him. Like, and, well, first, if my kid hears it's a party and he's not invited, he'll be, you know, crestfallen. Uh, so I don't know. I, I just, it seems like a hard thing to explain to a kid. Got it. Okay. Do you, do you feel like you have to tell your kid everything? Like, I mean, I don't, my, my kid's only three, so I don't know. Like, can you just be like, oh, daddy's going to do Daddy's work. off to war. <laughs> <laughs> daddy's in the desert fighting, <laughs> fighting a militia. I, I would say my opinion here is this feels very simple to me that, Jeremy, I know you live in Baltimore, so this is a bit of a, 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 a of an annoying way to do it. But let J- Jeremy, maybe you go just th- Thursday through Monday. To make it a short trip. Fly into Reno. P- spend the money to be able to to like pick up an RV or something there. To you know a little bit of a like weekend warrior situation. And then when you get home, uh, Alex, is that right, Alex? Yeah. Alex, at some other undisclosed time, you get to go do something for a weekend, 
yourself exactly. where Jeremy stays home. And you tell the kids, dad, that, that's dad's vacation. And right. this will be mom's vacation. And you can go do four days doing something that you want, maybe with a friend or whatever, you know, but it's like, or, I think or that a, we should be entitled to do that. We need to breathe and think as our own selves. You or, know? or a lover, by the way, Alex, because let's be honest, Jeremy, there's no way he's staying faithful if he goes for three days to Burning Man. Let's... <laughs> oh, that's, that's reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, I've, I, you know what? I'll tell you something that might be reassuring. When I, I went to Burning Man for so many years, from the time I was, from the time I was 16, Dean until uh, uh, you can uh, hear the infant in the background. Yeah, sorry. Screaming, I'm actually sorry. I love I'm judging you guys for not running to them. Um, do you, you want just to turn up the snoo? Oh yeah, I love the I love a snoo. I so I went for so many years from 16 to to when I met Natasha and when we got serious and and monogamous, I went to Burning Man and was really wondering like what experience am I going to have? Am I going to enjoy myself? And if I don't enjoy myself, not being able to have debaucherous sex with random burners, what was this experience to me? Was this just me chasing women this whole time? Like how pathetic would that be? This thing I thought was a part of my identity was just like me being horny for 20 years. And I went and I stayed faithful and I had so much fun. In fact, in some ways, I had a different but but better kind of fun because it was so focused on ex- the experience and not focused on like chasing girls or whatever. It was a different experience. And that was, to me, very uh, reassuring that I, I liked it for the right reasons. Yeah, but he's never been. No, I know. I'm just saying it's very... Th- th- there are there aren't temptations if you're if you're happy. If you've been twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been to the little ones, so like I've I've seen you know what kind of what kind of things go down at, at you know at I, least the smaller ones. I gotta yeah, say, one of the things that I that I, that I appreciate the most about you, Natasha, is that uh, Natasha allows me the space to do what I need to do to feel whole and sane and healthy and have a fun time with with or without her and i think vice versa like i she likes to go to like a hot spring for like a week by her or a weekend by herself because she needs to like recharge and having that ability and that distance is like gigantic and i mean it's not like i get to do that very often but i would certainly cash in if moshe went to burning man <laughs> i would be like <laughs> peace yeah, I think I think you let him go. By the way, the bad news, Jeremy, is that Burning Man probably cannot sustain two straight years of not selling any tickets. So the the likelihood is there'll never be another burn for you to go to, and you fucked up by not going earlier before you had kids. Yeah, yeah, that, that is possible. <laughs> like, my friend Jason, who kind of got me into the lifestyle, always was saying like, "Don't ever say, you know, next year I'm gonna go because you don't know." Yeah. And this was pre-COVID. He's kind of pathetic in that regard. All right. Well, good luck, you guys, but, and take care of your child. But wait, before I let you go, I want to answer the question you didn't ask, which was, should you bring your kids? I was just looking at our kid this this week, and I was thinking, when she gets a little older, I think she would enjoy it, just knowing who she is. She would enjoy it so much. And one of the things I really like, sincere, sincerely love about Burning Man is that so many different people are having so many different experiences kind of related to what i was just talking to about chasing women like i had that experience and then i had this like more just experiential experience but there's also like 80 year olds that go and i assume they get up early in the morning i mean this isn't true for all of them i'm sure some of them party all night but i'm sure that there are but these 80 year olds who go they probably get up early in the morning explore and then get tired and go to bed at 10 p.m like and i and there's families that go too 
And to me, like there's nothing irresponsible about about taking your kid to Burning Man unless you yourself are irresponsible. And so I That's also not ho- true. I di- I just I disagree. I mean, you're in like a dark environment. It, the the weather's weird. There could be like mob scenes, people on mob drugs. Scenes? Tons of people, I'm saying. Like people are on drugs, like everything's crowded. You don't like bring like a child into like a loud you know, environment like that with like t- potential dust storms happening at any moment and people ODing around you and like loud Th- music. That's your experience of Burning Man is mobs and overdoses? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like... <laughs> Let Jeremy no! go. He deserves it. <laughs> no, the the week we were there, someone jumped in front of the man and, and committed suicide. Yeah, that you wouldn't want your kid to well, see. And your kid would be there. If it, Don't tell me that if we brought our kid to Burning Man and she, that night you'd want her to go see the burn. And then she'd have to witness that. It's not really safe for kids, honey. Well, we, anyway, I told you it'd be a Legero Casher split if we went long enough. <laughs> well, you guys, let let us know. What do you think? Well, we talked about this and we kind of joked that um, our three-year-old, who's about to be four, he would just like want to meet every person because he's the type of kid who when you walk through the grocery store, he's like, hi, hi, hi. But I yeah, think kids, we're never going to see him again. Yeah, that, that'd be the problem. <laughs> That's People how our kid is. But all I'm saying is it isn't a problem. As It's a problem to take. It's irresponsible to take a kid to Burning Man if you are an irresponsible parent who wants to go do coke on an art car and listen to, <laughs> you, you, you know, listen to bass nectar until five in the morning. And then you're like, shit, what happened to my kid? But if you're like a grown adult and you're with your kid the whole time. I can't imagine an, an environment that I would have enjoyed more as a kid than being with my parents carefully and, and responsibly walking me around seeing some of that stuff. That's what I think. I just I, like the, I, I'm kind of team Natasha on this one. Like I feel <laughs> like there's two. So I'm a I'm a physician. I, I like know too much about people. I've had to work in, in emergency rooms during festivals and stuff before, like you know the amount of yeah substance use and you know what like that's a lot to explain to a kid i feel like thank you i mean look i don't think i'm in the majority here i bet most people disagree with me on this one especially most moms i mean our kids yes your your our daughters would love it but also and your son but also she would love the la brea tar pits just as much (laughs) why not take her to like a place that's like more monitored and control in a controlled environment. Yeah, our kids delighted by the grocery store. Yeah, I don't know. Julian in particular would be like art car, 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 car. <laughs> and that's just because that's his favorite thing right now. I just have this vision of like some chick on Molly, like, and him him fawning over her and her like taking him away. It's a it's an irrational fear, perhaps. Yeah. Wait. Okay, Alex and Jeremy. One more question before we let you go. Um, do you are there grandparents in this in the picture at all? There are, but not like, like that. I, I no, I think my mom would would be happy to watch kids for a while. What? My my stepsister had twins who are around our kids' age, um, and she's helped watch them plenty of times. Why can't you guys go together? This seems like something that would be so fun. Just finally, you get a break. Just a, a just a weekend. Alex, just a weekend. Thursday through Sunday. It seems so hot and there's no toilets. And well, You said that when we went to our regionals, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. But, okay, I'll say but one. If, but if she's complaining the whole time, because I agreed to go when I was 
like eight months pregnant or six months pregnant Whoa. or something. And I was in a bad mood the whole time. It was a mistake. So you don't, you don't also don't want to like agree to go if you're kind of annoyed by it. But it could be fun just Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leave Sunday. It's worth it. It would be worth it. And Alex, it, you, you said you're a doctor. I'm not going to assume that you're rich, but I'm going to assume that you could afford to pay just to have like to have yourself an experience where a weekend wouldn't feel like insane. Like, if, yes, if you go with a tent and some tin cans of like dinty <laughs> more that'll be a nightmare but if you found a way to make it you rent an rv you go in you experience it you'd fly home i feel like you guys could have a lot of fun and jeremy if you really wanted to go by yourself and are really upset with me right now for suggesting it like that's my bad i didn't really understand the <laughs> dynamic of your relationship and what you're trying to escape from also but, though moshe i don't know if you go in just for the weekend if it makes sense to rent an rv i'm just saying like like you, but because it's like those porto potties are fucking gross. And if you're on the fence, like those will really take it over the edge for you. Well, I've had every experience there. I've literally done what I told you where I was in a Saturn with a like sleeping in a Saturn, he heating up like Trader Joe's chicken stew and showering with a two gallon jug of water for a week. And then I took a, I took, took a shower at the end of the week and it was like a like it was like a, a tsunami, a, a mudslide in my shower. And then I've had the experience where I've, you know, so, Ew, I had never heard that story. Well, that was my first time. So anyway, I'm a big proponent of it. Final thought. Alex, there's no yes. no comparison. He's going to get the baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk to him. There's no comparison between a regional and the real thing. So don't think you've seen it because you haven't. That's my thought. And I'll leave you with that as you guys go parent. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank Good luck. you. I think it's nice that people have their own lives. I agree. And I agree that what's nice is that you've done that. I meant it. Like you, you doing that for me is like. It's I not, mean, I still get annoyed when you go surfing and I have to like stay home and watch the child. But I want you to go do whatever you want to do. And I like it's so important, I think, for the health of our relationship and also for just general personal health, you know, for you to go away, for me to go away, for us to take time when we need to. I just think that's huge. Right. But right now that's not really um that's not really on the table. And and thus and as you have noticed, we have suffered as a result. Yeah, I think that women are suffering more. Do you think so? Yeah. I have been reading about that lately. Why do you think women are suffering more? Because the majority of like running the house and the child care and making sure the kid is stimulated and the everyone's fed and the groceries are bought and everything's like organized and you know it's like a lot to do and then also try to work and be creative and then not have any help with your kid but what do you mean not have any oh when i'm gone yeah like it's kind of a full-time job taking care of a but kid I, but yeah but we split it I know. You don't think so, huh? <laughs> okay. No, I do. <laughs> hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? You're looking radiant right now. What's your secret? Well, my makeup artist friend gave me a little tool so I can finally blend in my concealer. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> it's, it's a little like, it's called a beauty blender, but it's like a little like cone, this little like cone that you use to blend in all your makeup. Oh, that's uh, it's the one that must be used wet and blends and melts <laughs> makeup perfectly so that any type of makeup looks like your actual skin. Yes, and their makeup is also super easy to use and blend, so everything they formulate creates a real skin natural finish. Like I remember when I was in 7th grade, 
when I first started wearing bass, my friends would tell me I had like a bass line. And I would just have it like all the way down my jawline because I thought I looked so cool with like blue eyeshadow and like kind of like a brownish bass. And so, or like, you know, so I would look tan, I guess. Well, don't live like that but anyway, anymore. if I had a beauty blender, I could have blended it all into my neck. That's kind of what it does. It blend, and, and you, you wet it. And it just makes you look kind of dewy. So don't d- live like Natasha used to live with a baseline. Get yourself a beauty blender. They also have their <laughs> own makeup, and you can use the tool to create a flawless complexion. They have foundations and concealers in 40 shades, as well as primers and highlighters, brushes, and other tools to apply your makeup. Beauty Blender is offering 20% off your first order on beautyblender.com with code HONEYMOON. They rarely give discount on their products, especially their iconic original pink blender. That's the one I have. So take advantage and stock up. Go to beautyblender.com and do that promo code HONEYMOON. Exclusions apply. Um, What do you think? Should we listen to some secrets? Yeah. Hey, Moshe. Hey, Natasha. I have a secret. Actually, I have a couple secrets. Uh, They're both involving my dog, so... Uh, when I lived with my roommate, he was making his anniversary dinner for him and his girlfriend, and he made a filet. I'm not sure how to cook meat. I'm a vegetarian. I've never done it. But for whatever reason, he had to leave it out on the counter for a certain amount of time, and my dog got to it. And when I saw her, she was licking it on the floor she wasn't chewing it just licking it and i knew that he still had to cook it so i put it back on the plate (laughs) never told him and they said it was the best steak they ever had so that's my first secret um my other secret is that sometimes i feel bad for my dog you know because we're in quarantine she's by herself There's no more dog parks around the area. She never has any friends. So on occasion, I'll just let her hump my leg for, you know, maybe 10, 12 seconds. And, uh, yeah, I just, I hope that it helps her in some way. (laughs) And, uh, really doesn't bother me too much. She's pretty small. So I haven't told anyone because I have a feeling that it's not very normal. Anyway, that's my secret. (laughs) Love the show. Bye. I had a feeling. Did you? Sorry. Did you want to say something? Um. Go ahead. Well, I just had a feeling something gnarly was coming when the first secret was like my dog ate my friend's steak. It's licked my friend's <laughs> steak. I was like, this. I think the second secret is going to be about sex with an animal, and I it came true. <laughs> well, I think that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I would definitely do the steak thing. Yeah. Well, the problem is knowing the second secret, we now know that it's not just that the dog licked the steak. It's that in the dog's mouth was all that guy's jizz. <laughs> so that's that's rough. Th- that steak I wouldn't want to eat. I mean, I think that he's, you know, just playing his part. Well, what, why isn't his dog spayed? Or well, neutered. Aren't they like can't you do that so they don't hump? Don't I mean these dogs hump? They do. What they hump sad, each other. What a sad state of affairs. Just put some pillows out. <laughs> don't don't let them use your legs. Yeah, you know what you do actually? You get yourself um a fo- uh, a a pillow of like a really hot poodle. 
you know, like go on Etsy, look up Poodle Pillow and, and make it just like a really sexy, mm. slutty looking poodle. I you love know? that. And with like kind of like a let it be bit like the size of the mm-hmm. half your leg. So yes. it's like feels like mm-hmm. something. And put it on your leg and at the last second, pull your leg away and then <laughs> your dog will be like, oh, that fucking poodle. And then just then be able to grind on the yeah, poodle. Yeah, don't let it do your leg. Don't let it fuck your leg. We As a podcast, we want to come out and officially say, don't let it fuck your leg. <laughs> and I know you love dogs, but nobody should love dogs that much. Yeah, they're just dogs. Let's, but don't let your four-year-old punch or kick. Oh, that's true. Your heart failure, dog. Uh, Let's play another. Hey, Natasha. Hey, Moshe. Um, Here's the secret that's currently happening. Um, I have definitely symptoms of COVID. So I'm sitting in a line to get a rapid test um, so I can go back to work. And I've been sitting in line for about three hours now. I knew that I was going to be sitting for a a long time, so I brought a few beers in my one hitter. So I didn't think about the fact that I'd really have to pee after drinking three beers. And so I just um dumped out a large sweet tea and pissed right in it. And there's absolutely no way everybody around me doesn't know what I just did because We've all been sitting in this line looking at each other for three hours. So, yeah, uh, I would say I'm embarrassed, but <laughs> fuck everything at this point. Big big fan of the show. Bye, guys. I love the idea of tailgating at a, uh, a rapid test site. Is she in her car, at least? She's in her car, I would okay. assume. Oh, that would be Smoking good. Smoking weed and drinking beer, getting ready for her <laughs> COVID test. <laughs> you ever heard of Netflix on your phone? <laughs> Well, yeah, if you're in your car, maybe don't drink in the car. Well, she, I guess it's like at a certain it's point. It's just too risky. Yeah, don't drink and drive and don't um, don't party right before you find out you're about to uh, be uh, put into the ICU in a week and a half. Yeah, that. but it definitely sucks that that's what the system is, that you have to wait in line for three hours to get rapid tested. I yeah. feel like everybody's had to pee in a car before, though. Oh, yeah, Moshe, I would totally, I don't know, I would pee anywhere. Would you? Yeah. Like on my body? I've never tried to pee in a bottle, though, because it's... we don't have like, you know, a penis, so it's like hard to aim into a bottle. Like I could do like a red, like a solo cup. That's easy. Oh, and you always have those because of the parties you attend on the weekends. <laughs> I'm just saying, Natasha, peeing into a bottle as a woman seems challenging. Natasha is a, just so you know, a beer pong pro. <laughs> She's so good at it. I've never seen anybody play like you. Um, yeah, I've peed in a bottle. I've, I've peed in a bottle many, many a time. Nothing, right, nothing but, to be ashamed of. But it's different when you have a penis, Moshe. Yes. Nothing to be ashamed of there either. All right. Even though some people think the fact that you have a penis means you can't do the grocery shopping or do half the housework. <laughs> I'm willing to try. Let's play another secret. Okay. So this, I've never told anybody... But um, when I was in college, I was a nosy little bitch, and all of my family's um, iMessages were somehow being sent to my laptop at college, and I didn't take steps to make sure that this didn't happen, and I would read through the messages, 
And while doing this, I found out that my dad, who at the time was married to my mom for maybe like 20 years, was having a, like, texting um, affair with a woman in our hometown. I never told him that I found out. I never told him that I knew about it. And they got divorced about um, two years later um, unrelated causes so yeah that's a secret who got divorced his mom and dad her mom and dad but they he, she doesn't know if they her dad didn't end up with the woman no it seems unrelated um hmm i would not want to read sex texts from your dad no what uh, do you think they're like unsubscribe <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what your nickname is for anyone. Do you think he uses your dad uses Italianism? I don't want to hear what my mom does. Do you ever? Do you think he ever goes, "Oh, buona notte" or something like that? I don't know, honey. I don't want to think about it. Well, I do, and I often do. <laughs> I often have. Um, speaking of sex and horniness and Italians, Natasha and I watched. As you may or may not know, we're doing our uh, best screenplay Oscar winner marathon, and we just watched Moonstruck last night. I have to heartily recommend it with two marinara-covered thumbs up <laughs> because that was one of the best movies I've seen in years. That was so good. Yes, Cher is like unbelievably beautiful and talented. So good. Like such a good actress. It's such a good and movie. Nicolas Cage is so cool and original in it and really... I know it's like, a, it's like a cliche to say they don't make them like that anymore, but I feel like they don't make them like that anymore. Anyway, it's good. Let's see, should we hear another secret or do a call? Let's hear one more secret. One more secret. Hello, Moshe and Marie Antoinette. <laughs> um, so this is a secret that I've had for quite some time. I was younger. I was in my early 20s and I was getting married. And I was flying from Seattle to San Diego. And I made a stop over in Las Vegas. And the layover was a lot longer than I had in, uh, in mind. I was there for about eight hours and I met a young lady there on the plane who, uh, was a self-confessed heroin addict currently at the time. And, uh, so we were both, uh, unexpectedly in the Las Vegas airport for eight hours and uh she told me that she was really horny so we uh went into the closed starbucks and uh had a sexual encounter and then uh two weeks later i uh tied the knot and unsurprisingly i got divorced very soon after that and the person that i was married to turned out to be a lesbian and it's uh i don't know it all kind of worked out in the wash so that's my secret i've never told anyone and uh yeah that's it thanks guys you see this is the difference between me and a decent guy you know this guy seems like a decent guy who made made a mistake on the way to his wedding He's like, I've never told anyone that. I would never not tell anyone that story. Everyone I met, I'd be like, oh, do you know that I I, I fucked a heroin addict in the uh, Starbucks of the 
Las Vegas airport and then married somebody that turned out to be gay. It didn't work out. So actually, I'm morally sort of on a good slate. But anyway, that did happen. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, yeah. It, it almost sounded hot. But then I was it like hot. a Starbucks floor not, of the closed it's Starbucks. Hot. It's hot. It is. The, the heroin part, not hot. Yeah. And it's like if, if like what if it's not like a clean floor? What if it's not like a clean woman? Right. But he did say an encounter. So maybe she just like sucked his dick or something. Let's call him. <laughs> hey, we t- what are we talking about over here? We're talking. Yeah, it sounds hot. That's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. Have you ever hooked up with somebody? Well, you've successfully turned Moshe on. Yeah, I'm horny. Have you ever hooked up with someone like w- within an, you know, an hour of meeting them or anything? No. Nothing like that? No, no. Once I went on a date with a guy and he brought his friend. And then when the guy was on a date with went to the bathroom, the friend kissed me. Whoa. Was that hot or was that untoward? Did you hate it? No, I liked it. Really? Yeah, he, well, because the other guy was, he was cuter anyway. He just leaned over and kissed you? Mm-hmm. Like, were you flirting or he was just no. like, I'm going to go for this? Yeah, he just went for it. And you kissed him back? Yeah. And then that was the end? I don't remember. Did you ever hook up with him again? No, it all kind of petered out. You didn't even hook up with the first guy? No, because I think then I didn't like the other guy. Right. Oh, and then wow. I just left, maybe. I don't remember. That is kind of hot. It's like a scene from a film. A film like Moonstruck. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't we don't have any more experiences happening. Wait, what do you mean? Are, that that's the kind of experience that you're upset you're not having in the pandemic? <laughs> what the fuck? You want to be able to kiss the guy when the person you're with goes to the bathroom? <laughs> What's happening? It sounds nice, actually. I guess those comments about how uh, fucked up looking I am have gotten to you. I'm like, well, you're the hotter one. Let's uh, call somebody else. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I need to play some Apex and get myself a steam up with a, <laughs> a win or two. We're calling. Sabrina in Vancouver. The Couve. Really a jewel. It is a beautiful place. The boats. Oh, the they've got a good, air, they've the got food, a good comedy club in Vancouver. The, uh, the people are nice. Last time I did comedy in Vancouver, it was so much fun. I've never not had fun doing comedy in Vancouver. Everyone's like... Good laughers, mm-hmm. beautiful. I rented... Uh, Maybe we should move to Canada. That's a great idea. They have surfing. They do? Cold, cold ocean, though. I rented an electric bike, and I took it with, uh, with Andrew Michon who was opening for me that weekend. I t- we took it all around this, the, this beautiful lake. There's like a rainforest in the city. I mean, it's like gorgeous there. God, let's move to Canada. You think they'd take us? They well, probably would. the winters are harsh. The win- but not We're going to have Sabrina on the show, and she's from Canada. and Not the Sabrina from Canada that we're oh, right. currently we're calling not another able Sabrina to connect to. But Sabrina Jalise is coming on, who's a great comedian. Sabrina. Yes. Oh, Hello. you see us. Hi, uh, Sabrina. <laughs> I do. How likely is it that the Trudeau government would allow Natasha and I to uh, make Aliyah to Canada? Uh, I may have some pull in that. Oh, I can't amazing. specifically say what my job is, but uh, but you maybe. you you do work for Customs and uh, Immigration Enforcement. <laughs> okay, great. Well, this could work out. <laughs> Let's see if we can help you, and then maybe you can help us. Let's work on that. Yeah. Okay. By the way, doesn't she look like like a Vancouver? Like everybody in Vancouver is like strong and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like like I just feel like here in America we're like under we have uh, we're underfed. Our nutrients are all they're all additives. You know, they all look kind of like outdoors types. Yes, they all look like they got off of a Viking ship at ruddy. some point. Yeah, ruddy and beautiful. But like 
you know, perfect. Yeah. Well, anyway, what do you, what do you, what help could you possibly need? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess let's just jump into it. My issue is that every time I meet a guy or start dating someone, all they want is a casual relationship, mm. casual relationship. And uh, as much as I, you know, it's not something that's brought up right away or we discuss right away, it kind of becomes that. And I'm just not sure why I'll like hold off on having sex with them for at least a month. And it still just ends up the same mm. way. And I just don't know how to change that. Well, let me just say, Sabrina, that it's this is it's you. There's this is a very uncommon. I've never heard of a woman complaining of this problem Osha. before. No, this no one else is. Ex- no, I just feel like that is the most common <laughs> fuck boy. How old are you? Uh, how old do I look? Oh, I hate. Why are you doing this? Why did I do? This? Why did I start this? I'll say thirty-two. Right? Yeah. I'll say twenty-seven. Oh. 37. 37. Oh, hey. Yeah, 37. You would think these guys would have grown up a little bit. You look great. But that doesn't mean she's dating 37-year-olds. Right. True, Natasha. Better question, Natasha. Ask that question. How old are the guys you're dating? Uh, I tend to attract younger guys and not not like I'm not trying to attract guys more my age. It just seems that guys that are younger tend to be more attracted to me and ask me out are you one of those girls who like only likes really hot guys like mm-hmm. like asymmetrical yeah. kind of like you mean symmetrical i mean symmetrical yes like she likes an, studs. she likes an asymmetrical man she likes a kind of a weird picasso man like me <laughs> as her instagram <laughs> comments have uh, have borne out now, no yeah. but do you like like abs and like you butt? do obviously it's so obvious i mean yeah, I, I'm not going to say I don't not like that. I don't know how to say that. Uh, Looks are very important to you. It is important, but personality and the whole package kind of plays a role into it, I feel. Well, obviously not, because you're describing that every man you date has a bad personality. So. <laughs> yeah, no, good. just because a guy does no. wants to have a casual relationship with her doesn't mean he has a bad no, personality. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Exactly. I mean, it's very simple. You'd need to just start dating guys that are a little older. I mean, it's just obvious. I have dated older. I dated uh, last winter. I started going on some dates with this guy. Uh, who's Nick. about 42. I think he's 43 now. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he was uh, almost a silver fox. Not quite there yet. And uh, I I still felt like it, it kind of went in the same direction. And he's just like, you know, you're just not the person for me. But, mm-hmm. and I was like, what did, what's the, but like, we can just have a casual relationship without, but wait, rest. hold on. So, He's like, so, the butt is, but so that guy <laughs> though, did you think he was the one for you? Our first date was unreal. He, he chased me. Most of these guys all, I let them chase me first. They, they go after me. They want all this, all that. They take me out, do all these things for me. And then at some point something changes and they just no longer want to do that. And it's just like, well, I'm still okay with having sex with you, but I don't want to take you on dates anymore. Let me ask you this. Do you have a bad personality? (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wait. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the bottom of this because there's got to be clearly a pattern, right? There's got to be something. It's got to be something more than men are scum. It's got to be something, not that it's scummy to want casual sex, because that's what all I wanted for a long time. But if when it's 10 men deep, it's got to be about your picker, right? Less less about men and more about the, the men that you are going for. 
you know, because you're obviously beautiful and you're smart and funny and have a good sense of humor. So it's not like you're having a difficult time. It's difficult for you to find someone. There's got to be something that you, where do you find men? Where do, where do these men that chase after you and lavish you with gifts find you? (laughs) Uh, I mean, most recently, especially during COVID it's been online. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I have dated guys through work because I'm in a male, male dominated industry, uh, that never usually works out well, especially if you work in the same location, right? The consulate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, it just, and then prior to that, I've met through friends or at bars i've been stopped on the street and asked out uh, and always the same of, pattern everywhere. always ends up with so it it does feel like it's me moshe <laughs> maybe i do have a bad personality no it's but it's not a bad personality i was joking about that but it seems like you maybe do have a bad picker which is a thing that's a real thing and there's there, i feel like there's ways around that what do you think natasha um, I mean, I, I feel like I would have to know you more to like find out, you know, because is, is there anything that we don't know? Or are you do you know what you want? That's a good question. I mean, I think I know what I want. I, you know, as I said, I'm 37. I live on my own. I have a great job. I have a great life. I have really good relationships around me. My parents have been together almost 45 years. Uh, my um, brother's been married. Yeah, I'm Canadian. For two years now. I'm sort of perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm tall, five yeah. ten, blonde yeah. hair. You so, know, do you want to get married? Do you want to get married? Uh, I I would like to have someone committed to me to the point where they want to have that kind of marriage. I don't necessarily need a wedding or anything. But even your language, you're like, I'd like, I'd like to have someone committed to me. Like you want to, yeah. Like it's it's like you. I think you need to think about like what you. How, how you see your life. Like, do you, do you want a partner? Do you want kids? Do you want a family? And if you really do, you should think about that. And, and Natasha, like I, I listened to you a lot about you freezing your eggs and I've actually started the process of that. I'm 37. I think you're around the same age when you did yours. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think whether I go. have kids or not, yeah, it doesn't matter if I do have kids or not, but I want the option to possibly potentially have them in the future. I've got the solution. Totally. I've got the solution, Sabrina. Bring up the fact that you're freezing your eggs on your first date with every man you ever go on. <laughs> no. That'll separate the wheat from the chaff real quick. They'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm actually out. I'm out. But, or they'll stick around. But I do think, I mean, I, I guess I don't know what your approach is. Are you really honest with guys? Are you like a little more play hard to get like you know it's it's sometimes just even like switching your approach a little bit just to be like going against your instincts sometimes so I don't know I think that 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 can at least lead you to like what do you want And, and also not caring I think being able to walk away is a really important quality and and like just to have that power in you that you always know that like these guys can come and go, you know, but like, what do you want? And like, put it more like you're auditioning them, you know, instead of like, I hope one of them wants to have a future with me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I kind of, it's like that fantasy, you have like one amazing date, and you just start thinking of how it's going to look in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether, you know, it does or not. I don't, maybe okay. I do attach myself too much even after the first I do date. it too. It's hard. Women you do, do it, it too? What do you mean you do it too? 
I'm learning a lot about Natasha this this podcast. No, I'm saying like, you know, before I was married. Well, I okay, so now we're kind of getting somewhere. Is that what happens? Is that the pattern that you go out on a date with somebody and then you start to fall for them and then then they hit you with the casual with the with the with the the whole like, "Oh, maybe I just want something light" kind of a thing. Not right away, I would say. And that's why I think I, I I really try to hold off on sex. I My rule used to be three months. It used to be three months that I won't have sex with them. Uh, and then it kind of, the timeline kind of shortened gotta a little whittle, bit because it gotta was- Got to whittle it down. Yeah. <laughs> it started to get a little too hard for me. Sure. But what I'm- um, but that's yeah, respectable, though. That that's 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 three months. Not... Three months is a long time. By the way, it's strange yeah. if somebody waits around for three months and then it's like I'm just looking for something casual. <laughs> yeah. So it has gone down. But even the last guy that I'm, I guess, still in this kind of casual relationship right now uh, with, I made him wait just over a month. And within that first few weeks, it was I was going on dates with other guys, so I wasn't super committed to just him, but he chased me, messaged me, wanted to see me, left me flowers on my door, like did everything possible and then finally wore me down to the point where I felt comfortable and had sex with him. And then it was like he pulled back. Well, that I mean, that's a shitty thing to do. And uh, unfortunately, the it seems sort of common. A lot of that happens. Guys do that. It's a thing. But I guess I'm more. Why? <laughs> why do they do that? Um, you know, why? because they they realize like they you know they they weren't in it because they wanted something serious in the first place. They were just they were horny for you, and sometimes you can get so horny for someone that you almost convince yourself that you have feelings for them. This is true. Uh, bad news. You know, you can it, you can go like, oh, I think I, maybe I maybe I like them, and then then you have sex, and you're like, okay, like uh, my feelings weren't there, you know, whatever. But the but but whatever on that. The, the 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 question to me is like like maybe what you need to do is like change it, it's 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 very delicate because you don't want to be the person that's going on a date saying I'm looking for something serious when you sit the moment you sit down because there's nothing no bigger turnoff on earth than that but but maybe it's about like you know don't mention kids on the first date but, but, <laughs> and but, freezing my eggs but maybe it is or about that. like oh, like fi- like finding a way to stop the process before because it sounds to me tell me if I'm wrong sounds to me like the pattern here is you go on a date you go on a few dates you go out for a while and then you fall for the person and then you have sex and then you have the conversation about whether or not they want to be serious yeah and whether it's a conversation or not it's like they can just tell that's kind of how i'm feeling and even if i don't bring it up they start to bring it but up. what i'm saying is that, that, that yeah. for what you want sabrina for what you want in your life because casual sex is great for people that want casual sex but sort of having the fact that something is casual sprung on you after the moment after you've had sex is not that isn't great so it's like why aren't these conversations happening beforehand it sounds like the the timeline is off the timeline isn't after we have sex let's talk about whether or not this is serious it should be let's talk about whether or not because you it sounds again this is just my quick read you're all in this like i've got rules i'm trying to find a way to rule myself into snagging someone emotionally but that's not how you get someone emotionally you get someone emotionally by communicating with that person and if you have a conversation after you go on a few dates and things seem like they have promise where you say hey just so you know maybe it's time for you to start having the conversation i'm not looking for anything casual 
I'm not waiting around for you to tell me it's casual. And I, you, you said something earlier where you go, they can tell that I'm not looking for anything casual. Why are they having to uh, intuit or, or, or pick up clues about what you want emotionally? By the time you have sex with them, why aren't you? Why have you already had the conversation? What I'm interested in is something a little bit more serious. Is that what you're interested in? But that's so hard. How can anyone know if they're interested in something serious with someone before they know them? I you mean, have to get to know someone before yeah, you yeah. know. But I'm suggesting you go out for a while, and instead of at the end of the go out for the while, you're like, okay, I'm now ready to fuck you, and then we can have a conversation about where you're at emotionally switching that switching the order there you go out for a while when it feels like something is is going well then you say wow this is feeling good to me how's it feeling to you because i want something that's like a partnership not so much casual sex what are you interested in and then he'll say i I guarantee it if you spring it like that the guy will say unless he's a monster there are monsters out there but unless he's a monster he'll probably if he's not into you will panic and go i'm not really interested in anything ca- but casual and then you can go well that's great god bless walk freely into the uh, british columbian rainforests and and then you can get on with your life or they'll say i'm really feeling it and then you can have sex and then sometimes it won't work sometimes after the sex they'll still say you know what i'm i i misread my own emotions but at least you'll have more like a, a communication up front and you'll kind of more know what you're getting yourself into does that feel- Do you ever think, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think that's, that's a good conversation to have prior to even having sex. So we like, instead of just saying, you know, when they ask me, why are you waiting? You know, kind of saying, well, I like to protect my feelings or I'm just not that comfortable yet. And maybe just saying, cause I'm looking for something not casual and I just want to make sure you're the right one. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but do you ever think that it could change like say someone no. is potentially no no okay the whole no the what could change that eventually he'll decide he doesn't want something casual yeah that you just fuck him enough times I, and he'll be i don't like, know i, I kind of disagree with moshe on this okay tell me well, oh well i just think no, she that, dis- we disagree constantly that's the theme of the podcast <laughs> i think you need to get to know someone before anyone knows if you're interested in something casual or but serious. we're not disagreeing I'm suggesting... But if she says something to him right off the bat... But I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is, right now, the pattern that she's describing, correct me if I'm wrong, is that she meets someone. They chase after her. She goes on a date. She says, I'm not having sex with you. They go, okay, no problem. I can wait. They they, they, they wait a little longer. They say, why are you waiting? She says, I'm just protecting myself. They say, okay, no problem. I can wait. And then they have sex. And then after that conversation, they say, well, I'm interested in something. After that act, the sex act, they say, I'm interested in something casual. And she says, that's not what I want. All I'm saying is that that that, that after that the, the, the timeline gets switched, that prior to having sex, the conversation is, okay, I'm getting, I'm feeling closer to you. I'm feeling like I like you, but here's what I want. I want something that isn't casual. Is that what you want? And then, and then when they say, no, I'm interested in something serious too, then the sex occurs. That's all I'm saying. Do you disagree with that? I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just think it's really hard to say things like that to people. Well, yeah, it is. But it's also hard to keep dating people and just fucking them, hoping that after you guys fuck, they'll realize that you have have compatible desires. I told you, by the way, that I was interested in something serious with you before we had sex. Right? Honey, don't get mad, but I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you do remember. Remember, I I wouldn't. It sounds familiar. I wouldn't. Sp- it sounds familiar. I wouldn't spend the night. Don't you remember? Oh yeah, that was cute. I wouldn't spend the night. That was my thing. I was trying to break my own pattern of casualness, and I was to, I was saying okay. I don't want I don't want to rush into sex because I feel like this has potential, right? And mm-hmm. all, but but the other the, the fantasy that someone says I'm interested in something casual, and then you sleep with them enough time for them to realize how what a fool they are but Moshe if you would have said that to me on the first (laughs) night I would have never dated you again no one's suggesting that I know I'm just saying like that took like three months or something of course never that's the worst conversation ever I'm looking for something serious on the first date no one (laughs) no one wants that no you guys waited three months to have sex did we or I don't know two maybe we waited a while because I was my whole life was was littered with like by the way if I was dating someone I don't think these guys seem that nice because if I was dating someone who said I'm going to wait a month or two months or three months, I would take that as a clue. Okay, this person isn't interested in something casual. I know that I am interested in something casual and I'd go find somebody else that wanted to fuck me on the first night. That's that that that's the way an ethical fuck boy operates. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, it's so like you can just do it on Tinder and Bumble, whatever, as much as you want. So I don't know why these guys, maybe they find me like a challenge at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, they've climbed the mountain and now they're ready to descend and they just no longer want me. And I don't know what else I can do besides trying to have that conversation, I guess. I think that's important. I think you just, it doesn't matter if it's not romantic or scary. Doesn't, don't you think she has to tell the people what they want before she sleeps with them? Yes. But I also think okay. that like men, especially younger guys, everyone thinks that they're like maybe have a chance to date Emma Stone or something, you know, like <laughs> they, all, they all think that like they're they could maybe like do better at all times, you know, because it's like you can like access anyone online and I don't know, everyone's kind of got. But that is a young, you're right, that's a young man's fantasy. And like, as you get older, you start to realize it doesn't, Emma Stone doesn't matter. What matters is companionship. And, and, and like, that's why I think like your anecdotal evidence of I just dated a silver fox is meaningless to me. What I'm saying is like, maybe it's time to start changing your search parameters to only dating guys that are a little bit older because guys that are a little bit older are more likely to not be like, not to say no young man wants a partner, but I just feel like as as I got older, I started to realize like I'd had all the casual sex that a person could have and it was fun and awesome, but essentially, eventually sort of meaningless. And it, it was the same experience over and over again. So I realized that my values had changed. And like, I just feel like dating, dating 28 year olds, you're probably going to get 28 year old results. And also, it's not even about age. It's about dating people who share interests with you, you know, like hobbies. What are you guys going to do together? What are you going to talk about? Like, what are some of your passions? Like, maybe your it's your work or whatever it is. Like, who do you want to, you know, what do you want to talk about all day? You know, I mean, maybe I'm lucky because I'm married to a comedian and we're both comedians and, you know, but it's like, who do you want to spend your day with? I have a question, Sabrina. That's a great point. And I totally agree. Yeah. And it's kind of related. My question. Are you, in fact, gobsmacked every time these guys reveal this wild uh, reality that they want something casual? Are you like, I can't believe it. (laughs) All of the clues were suggesting that you were interested in a long-term partnership and I'm I'm taken aback. Or are you a little bit like, damn it, I knew it? Uh I 
Okay. No, yes. Not completely gobsmacked because I feel like it's happened multiple times now. Like you said, it's a pattern. I think the first couple of times I was probably a little more shocked, but then I tried to pull back and hold my emotions back and uh, hold back even more every time. And then these guys just keep chasing me and chasing me and breaking down my walls. And then eventually I'm just like, okay, this is me. Here I am. And they're like, oh, actually, no, I don't want this anymore. That's not what I ordered. Everything you're saying, I mean, you're, you're very smart and I, and we both like you, but like (laughs) everything you're saying to me is like feeling, feeling off. Like I, because these guys are telling me I, they, they don't, I want something deep and meaningful with these guys. So I am, in order to get that, I'm going to withhold who I actually am from them, keep my real emotions a secret, keep them compartmentalized so that I don't get hurt in the hopes that it will it will evolve into something that's emotionally meaningful and connected. It's like, well, of course, of course not. That's not how you start a relationship that's that's connected and emotional by by playing some weird game like, okay, I'm at the three-month mark. I've got an advent calendar where I'm... <laughs> Marking off when I can fuck them. I, I never let them know who I really am. I keep that a secret, and then and then hope that the sex act will make them like go like, oh, I love you. It's just like th- th- none of this is feeling like the the road to a successful relationship. I'm just delaying the inevitable, basically, by doing that. No, it's like, isn't the way that you connect to somebody by being your true, honest, authentic self and and fucking them when you want to fuck them and not fucking them when you don't, but but by telling them who you are and not by hiding who you are? Isn't that the way? So are you saying, yeah, if I tell them right away that this is what I want and being my true, authentic self, I can have sex with them on the first date? That to me, honestly, sounds to like a better and more. Uh, this I, I'm just an amateur here, but it it sounds like a more authentic and honest, uh, um, romantic c- connection than pretending to be someone else and then at the one month mark fucking them without ever ever also, having revealed yourself to them. It sounds more healthy. Also, too, there there's too much plotting happening. Yes, yes. You, you have to just like. You know, like less plotting, more just trying to meet someone that you might have something in common with. And if you feel like taking that to sex, take it to sex and then see where that leads you and take each step and see if there's someone that you want to be with in a month. You might they might have done they might do something that you don't like, you know, so it's just, I, I, totally I just think agree. you need to switch it up a little bit. You might have bad instincts and, um, <laughs> you know, or just like, you know, do, do sometimes something that you wouldn't normally do or take, take yourself out of your comfort zone or whatever that means to you. I don't know. I totally agree. Natasha's right. Pl- yeah. Plotting. It sounds like you're trying to game your way into long lasting love. Yeah. And that's, that's not how it works. Like being your real self is, is, is the way it's not making arbitrary rules. It's not like, uh, you know, doing a smoke screen and then revealing yourself right after you guys fuck it's about like being <laughs> being yourself the whole time and who you are is really awesome we lo- we like you already and we just met you um okay we have to go <laughs> I, <laughs> so you really like me but you gotta go um no i think that's that's great i think uh i'm gonna take that on i'm gonna change my age parameters on my dating apps i think that's and- smart <laughs> no more 28 year olds and yeah if it feels right in the moment just as long as I'm being honest and not trying to plot it I'm not going to try to withhold and just like trying to make that 
one month or three month mark. You're auditioning them too. You're it's yes. it's it's about it's not about like whether or not they accept you. Right. It's about like who you want to be with and how does someone make you feel when you're hanging out with them and how can you know that yeah. on the first night? It, it's only I mean I'm still learning new things about Moshe and you know <laughs> not not all positive. Starting year you know month eleven of the pandemic. But by the way, exactly what <laughs> Natasha's saying. Sex is not a prize that you grant someone for waiting around long enough sex is something that you share with somebody because you you feel a connection with them or because you're horny for them you know but it's not some like thing you lock up until they stick around long enough to you're like got him it's just that's not that that doesn't feel right (laughs) will you keep in touch with us and let us know how it goes call us in six months (laughs) yes yes i'm hoping i have a good update at that point i would love that or we'll we'll, we'll, there'll be more information more will be revealed Okay, good luck. <laughs> okay, good luck, Sabrina. Thank you, guys. I love you both so much. Thank love you. you too. Bye, Bye-bye. Sabrina. Bye. She was so cute. I mean, yeah, but but we got to it, didn't we? I felt good about that. Why? Well, just like... like your Fraser Crane now? Kind of a thing. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, honey. You did too. The plotting thing. That was That was the exact right word. It's like this like... You know, it's like it reminded me of this book called The Rules. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you never text them, uh, only text them back, never text them first. And and they should always, if they want dinner, you say coffee first. And it's just like, I don't understand why this is like some game of strate- stratego. It's like, it's romance, it's life, it's love. It's not supposed to feel like a weird, like, you know, tactical mission. Yeah, but it's hard for women. I, I, I've, I've had friends who told me that like women have told them on the first date that they want to have kids, and it's like an immediate turn off. That is a turn off. I know, but like people are just trying to be honest. And but there's got to be a space between. open, and like people are like, "Oh, what's what's your deal?" You know. But there's got to be a space between. Hello, how are you? Thank you for inviting me to this TGI Fridays. I want four kids, and. Um, oh no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Is it 30 days? Okay, we can fuck. I want to marry you. You don't want to marry me? It's like there's got to be something in between those two realities. Well, here's the thing. I, I do think that there's going to be less in, you know, less in-person meeting than ever before. So, you know, having to gauge people online is is a challenge and it's a a new world maybe a good challenge we've talked about this before maybe it's a good challenge for somebody like sabrina because you can have a non-physical relationship with someone for a long time while you figure out how you're feeling and how they're feeling and then you can meet in person physicalize it it's maybe slowed Isn't things that down hard, a bit. though like don't you want to know what people smell like or how tall they are sure. or like you know what their ticks are or, or if they have ticks they um I don't know. It's so much. No, it's pheromonal. You're right. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. But for somebody that's locked in a pattern, which it felt like Sabrina definitely was, it's like anything to break the pattern. I definitely, I I wasn't suggesting first date, say you want, you're looking for love. But like being honest is always, I just feel like that's what it's about. Like the guy, the problem with the guys isn't that they wanted something casual. It's that they waited until three months in and the moment after they fucked them, fucked her to say i want something casual isn't that conversation supposed to be had before anyway natasha i say all that to say this to you i'm looking for something casual with you (laughs) 
Wait, can we just go casual after the pandemic? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> We've had, spent a little too much time with each other. If you're spending a little bit too much time with your partner and you want some advice or just some sex advice or any kind of advice, actually, life advice, anything at all. Hey, if you a, want us to take sides. We will. We will side with you depending on who you are. Give us a call at 213-222-8608 for your secrets or email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. You can follow us at Endless Honeymoon Pod on Instagram. And as always, you can go to apple.co forward slash Endless Honeymoon. Uh, five star us, rate us, subscribe, tell subscribe a friend. Subscribe to our YouTube. Yeah, do it. We love you. Because and the more people that subscribe... Um, the better it is for us. Well, the be- the more we can get the word out and do our live stream. Yeah, let's do that live stream. Tell a friend about the podcast if you're a fan. Tell them. Tell them I'd listen to this great podcast. And these two... They don't even seem like they like each other, but they give great advice. Natasha, I don't just like you. I love you. I love you too. 